0: You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Hey! You! Dude, this is High Spots and Cheap Pops Dice. And this is George the Animal Steel Dice. Hey! Here's Silicon Steve. Valley! Today on High Spots and Cheap Pops, Hangman Adam Page returns to AEW Dynamite last night as the Joker in the Casino Battle Royal. He was victorious and secured a chance to face Kenny Omega for the AEW Championship. The heavily rumored KBS Championship was finally announced. And yes, it will be in the women's division. The women getting a second championship. That is absolutely big news. And we also hear from Bobby Fish, who, even though losing last night to Sandy Guevara, Bobby Fish is going to be the newest member of the all-elite roster. So a big dynamite yesterday. A lot of other things happened. We're going to get into everything. MJF Darby Allen was continued. Cody and Arn was continued. The Elite One uh, had a really bad botch in the middle of it, which you could focus on the botch if you want, but that's what you after after that episode. If you want to focus on an insignificant powerbomb botch. You go right ahead, WWE fans. Whatever makes you guys feel good. But it was an absolutely outstanding dynamite. And we're gonna get right into it. The big news of the night, as we said at the top, Hangman Adam Page and the Impaler. I gotta give him credit. He said the other day, he thought it was gonna be Hangman Adam Page. He had faith. I did not. Buddy Murphy, actually Buddy Matthews, formerly Buddy Murphy, played me like a Stradivarius at the annual Saps convention as I was predicting Buddy Matthews to show up and possibly join the Supreme Leader of, of the House of Black, one of my favorites, Malachi Black. We're gonna get into him. He's starting a program with young Dante Martin. We're gonna get into all that stuff, but overall, really great, great AEW Dynamite to just keep on sharing out these awesome shows, and it's really a, an amazing thing to see. So we're really excited here, here at High Spots of Cheap Pops. This is Silicon Steve Alley, and we are getting excited. This. Studio is getting a little bit, I don't know what the fuck that is. Get rid of that. I mean, there's cocaine all over the place. I mean, do cocaine. All right, well, that's not the point. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, Hangman Adam Page returned last night. That's going to be the big thing that we're going to talk about. A lot of speculation. It was Hangman Adam Page. He won. I did not love this match. I don't love several man ladder matches. I never did, and I never will. It's just spot, 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 spot. Who's going to get the opportunity? So I thought it was well done. It was executed well. I just don't like these matches that much. So it's a case there. But it was all worth it because the pop Hangman Adam Page got, and I think anyone would have been a little disappointed if it wasn't Hangman Adam Page, the pop he got, he gets his shot at Kenny Omega, which, if you know, just about a month and a half, two months ago, had that big match with the Dark Order. And then against the Elite, the Dark Order is getting back together. So a lot of awesome things happening now in AEW. And one thing to bring up, there were a lot of WWE fans. or People just like to complain. And there's a lot of that within the wrestling, internet wrestling community. And hopefully well, we can get away from that kind of stuff. But I'm not sure if we can. But one thing you need to say here is is that they have been complaining that Hangman is going to get lost in the shuffle now that all these guys came back. Well, bang, here you got Hangman Adam Page will probably fight Kenny at full gear, which, by the way, was a pay-per-view that was originally named after him because he was supposed to wrestle Pac, and he always had wrestled in full gear. So it would be very appropriate, and it would be a great moment. I don't know if he's going to win them. And that's what's really cool about AEW. They keep you guessing. And after watching WWE for so long, and how predictable that product is. And I'm not trying to shit on it. But it is very gratifying to really have you on your toes and guess. And I guess wrong a lot more in AEW than I did in WWE. I mean, WWE, our percentages of, of storylines and our percentages of matches won. I mean, it's pretty easy to figure out what WWE is doing. Right? You know, if you... Um, even unless it's completely nonsensical like who would have thought that god would have made the rope break i digress so we're really excited high spots cheap pops podcast we're starting to get some traction we had some records recently and some views and some uh and our listenership has gone up so we're, we're not full gear yet no pun intended but we are getting there let's get into aew dynamite last night i really want to focus on that on this podcast the and we're going to start we gave you the three headlines and let's just go through the The top to bottom the Super Elite took on, opened the show with against Christian, Brian Danielson, and Jurassic Express. And this was a fun match until they tried to do a quadruple powerbomb on Jurassic Express, they being Super Elite. And they kind of picked him up and just placed him down nicely, and it was a really weird, awkward spot. And for it to be your first show and it to be your very best wrestlers to have that spot, it still shows you that, there's some, there's some room to improve, but that was such a small thing, and that's all. If you, if you have were an AEW hater, that's all they tweeted about. All this shit happened online. We're talking about the TBS championship, and we're going to go through it. And you know what? We're going to go through that a little later. I want to I comment on that a little bit later on people who are just tribal and are just trying to destroy AEW every chance they can. We're not going to do that. So Super Elite, uh, the match was fairly good. Again, we had the botch. Christian was put out of commission early with an Indy Taker on the outside from the Young Bucks. Uh, there was that power powerbomb spot, which we talked about. And then wound up being, after a couple other situations hitting people out, they wound up giving Luchasaurus a quadruple BTE trigger, ends it. Uh, the next pr- segment, CM Punk came out. Cut a promo on Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia's stock is rising. You talk about guys who are barely even 20. Daniel Garcia, Dante Martin, and then you got the four pillars that we're talking about. And I'd like to throw Ricky Starks in that as well. There is so much good, young talent that's going to be around for decades in this company. And uh, CM Punk calling out one of those guys, that's going to be Daniel Garcia. And I didn't, so they're going to be wrestling on Rampage. They obviously wrestled that night. CM Punk mentioned that they're wrestling tonight, but obviously it's Rampage, so it's Friday night. But uh, looking forward to that match, and you can tell CM Punk right now, and I had an interaction with one of my followers on Twitter, and it was respectful, I think, I hope. At Marie Shadows, and she is not in love with CM Punk not really being given something, Juicy right away. He's kind of going through some young guys, nothing long-term. CM Punk wants to get his chops back. He wants to be at the top of his game, and I think what he's doing is he's picked a couple guys that are too small and too low on the card for him to have full-time programs with, but they're talented and he wants to work with them. People like um, Will Hobbs, he mentioned Darby Allen, who's even a baby face. He mentioned Daniel Garcia. He's also I mentioned a couple other guys. So I think the guys that are low on the card and there might not be a chance for them to ever really meet, at least in the short term. So I think this is a way for CM Punk to get his ring rust off and also get some, elevate some other guys, give them some shine. Will Hobbs looked great in that CM Punk match. So let's, you know, other than the one thing that Marie almost died. Uh, <laughs> so I think, so to my, my home girl, Marie Shadows, it's all good. Just be patient, my baby. Be patient. I'm sure CM Punk is going to be shock dab in the middle of a very, very good feud ready for full gear. So don't worry about that. And so after this, so CM Punk for Daniel Garcia, after that we had Arn Anderson and what has quickly become a very interesting storyline, more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Um, Cody and Arn Anderson are obviously having major problems. We heard Arn Anderson with the big Glock comment last week which had set the internet ablaze with armed anderson memes and arn anderson memes about how he's going to shoot somebody and so that this was actually a very heavy and serious segment however there was a funny part arn was burning things in his front yard trying to burn everything that cody holds dear or that is this version of cody he tries taking Cody's tie off when Cody comes out and confronts him. He takes his coat, his tie off. When Cody's like, what are you doing? Ar? What are you doing here? Oh, you finally, you know, I'm here. Dear. And then Cody's like, what are you going to shoot me? <laughs> Good line from Cody. But, um, our Anderson was very, uh, very honest. And he said things like, you know, you can have your hit TV show and you can have your suits and all that shit, but this is not what we signed up for. And, Long story short, he tries throwing the tie away, and then Cody said, "You don't have to throw it away." I get, the, I get it. And he's like, "You threw us away," is what Arn said to Cody, and he smacked him in the face. And he slapped him first, and then said, "You threw us away." So some pretty heavy stuff. And what else you have to understand about this is, Cody um, just recently said in an interview he's not turning heel. Like he's not going to do it. I get he's going to got the John Cena out, and I question that. Um, but I, I it is the obvious thing to do. And if I know anything about Cody, he doesn't like doing the obvious. So what you're gonna see with Cody Rhodes now, I think, which is is very exciting, he's trying something new. He's gonna to try to maintain this baby face, even though he's gonna get booed out of every building. Now they can book him in a way where he doesn't get booed because the guy's talented and he can get over. He just hasn't put the work on screen in, in which calls right into what Arn was saying. So I wish Cody luck on this in Denver. I mean, it would be really, really, but there's so many heavy-duty heels right now. You have all the super elite. You know, you have just some incredible heels. Andrade, Pac, if he's still a big, I don't know if he's a healer or baby page anymore. But obviously the pinnacle. But between the pinnacle and the super elite alone, is there room for Cody to be a top dog? I mean, they have enough top heels right now. You would suggest. So this is something that Cody's gonna try. Let's see if he can do it. If he I, I think if he does the on-screen work, it's gonna be fine. But this being on screen once every couple of weeks, taking a few weeks off, coming back, this is I'm just talking strictly on screen. I know how hard of a worker Cody is. That's why I think the fans turned on. So I really am excited to see how Cody tries to ch- turn this into a baby face run or a continued baby face run especially with the dynamic of Arn being so over right now as a baby face because of what he said, even though it was kind of cruel. And also just the mannerisms and facials of Miss Brandy Rhodes in the background too, who's came out of the heel tunnel folks, which I know you may think isn't that big of a deal, but that was intentional. So there is something going on there. Cody saying that he will not turn heel. Which we I read on Wrestle Talk by the way. I always give them respect. I don't know where they got it, but I got it from WrestleTalk. Uh if Cody did say this, is it a work? Because I don't know how he maintains a, a healthy baby face vibe, particularly with all that top I and mean, they got top baby faces too. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Hangman, Adam Page, John Moxley, and John Moxley might turn heel. He was getting heavily booed last night. So I don't know if there's room for Cody as a heel right now. We'll see. Maybe they get another title. I mean, all of a sudden. This roster is so damn stacked, you don't know where they're going to go. I mean, so, I mean it, it's incredible how they have stacked this roster. And if Bray Wyatt shows up, holy shit, guys. Not to mention Kevin Owens. Not to mention Sammy Zayn. I mean, this is incredible what we're seeing right now, folks. And all what you see is a lot of the real people who love professional wrestling who chopped and cut their teeth on the indies. Those are the ones that are coming back to AEW because it's given them the freedom to love professional wrestling again. Look, WWE will figure it out. They're too big of a company not to change. It might take Vince to the point where they have to literally say, "No, dude, you need to straighten shit out." But they will react, and WWE will get better. They're not. It's not happening yet, and it might not happen, as I said in an early video. It might not happen until Vince checks out, and I don't mean out of the Ramada because Vince would ever stay at a goddamn Ramada, right? Anyway, <laughs> next segment, we have the TNT title. Sammy Guevara's very first title match against Bobby Fish. Really good match. Uh, the big news out of this match, Sammy, which we knew he was gonna win, did beat Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, though, as we said at the top, has inked a deal with AEW. Little spot on that. What does he do, if anything, with Adam Cole? Do they even reference that they were in arguably the most successful faction in NXT history? And I don't think it's even close. So that's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Bobby Fish, but I liked his new presentation. Guy's a great wrestler, folks. He's another one that probably would not have been used correctly on the main roster, moves over to AEW, and they knew that. That's why they cut him. But the biggest stuff that happened was America's top team, Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky, all ego Ethan Page done it there. But they came out and gave a beatdown on Sandy Guevara. Del Fuego comes out, as you guys may know. He starts getting beat down, and then Hager and Jericho hit the ring into Judas. It was a great moment with the crowd singing Judas against Dan Lambert while he was trying to cut a promo. And the guy's magic. He gets instant heat. Like everything that he says is perfect. It's like having Jim Cornette there. It really is. So, so Lambert will will and the Inner Circle and the America's Top Team rivalry continues it looks like it's gone all the way which is good because i it looked like the inner circle wasn't necessarily spending a lot of time together P- pnp have been kind of doing their own thing sammy's been doing his own thing with his own vlog people it seems like they've been more of a faction than the inner circle so with chris jericho coming to his rescue i think that's a good deal um hmm I think that's a, a good deal with that. So they are improving that. And then again, what's amazing about this is now you have Chris Jericho is just, is now no longer a main eventer se, even though he can be. But Chris Jericho right now is building a stacked mid-card. And that's something WWE hasn't had a good mid-card. Probably, I would say when they put enough effort in the mid-card where it was decent consistently was probably uh, the attitude error. And so AEW is doing that. Their mid cards are huge. You're getting really good quality wrestling. You care about every match on a pay-per-view. There's no dewdrop versus fucking Liv Morgan for no for the fifth time. Whatever. I, I don't want to turn this into always oh, an all-time. Anytime I say how good AEW is, talk about how shitty WWE has been for so long. But it's been so shitty for so long. I think a lot of us wrestling fans have Stockholm Syndrome, which is the way we're watching AEW. Maybe not. Who knows? Moving right along, they announced the TBS title as we talked. It absolutely looks beautiful. I mean, a long way. This women's division has come such a long way. And it starts and begins with my home girl, someone I've loved since day one, my girl, Britt Baker, DMD, ever since she has become the standard bearer of this division. Really since that match that no holds barred uh, lights out match against thunder rosa the women's division has been on fire and with Britt baker at the top she has become as big of a star as aew has and i think that's a big deal and now the women's division so much so they're going to have a secondary title a lot of people are rumored that jade cargill will win this i think she's definitely the odds on favorite but we'll check it out it was a beautiful title trimmed in some blue gold black normal size doesn't look like a child's like one of like the first AEW's women's championship. So, you know, the women's divisions come a long way and it took a while to get them over the hump, but the women's division is very good. And you can make an argument right now. Their women's division is more entertaining than anything in any other promotions, women's division. You can't make that argument. Darby Allen against Nick Camarado of the factory. Is that what it's called? The factory. And Darby won, as you know, he would with a coffin chop, I believe. And fun little part of the match at the end of it, QT Marshall, who has the most go-away heat of anybody on the roster. I like QT. I'm just, I don't think the masses like him too much. Um, (laughs) He tried to hit Sting and he played his part well and Sting dropped him on his head with a Scorpion death drop end that content so that was pretty good dark order in the back dark order is back together everyone made made, they made a couple mistakes particularly evil uno and Ajay is back so all is good in the dark order world and that leads us to a friend of theirs who will be there in a little bit dante martin which was another really fun situation dante martin said he was hungry he's ready he wants competition well the lights go out and he got competition and my boy Probably my favorite wrestler right now, Malachi Black, Black Mist, Black Mass. Thank you for playing. He accepts Dante Martin's challenge. So I'm sure they're gonna either wrestle either next week or the week after. I like how they do these middle, these like mini angles. They only last like two weeks or so. And I know that's one of the things that Marie Shadows was complaining about with uh Punk, because that's essentially what Punk's doing right now. But it's good to keep those little mini angles up to keep the characters fresh. I mean, you could run them out over and over and over again and have the same match over and over again over a month and then culminate on their third or fourth match on a pay-per-view. But do we really want to see the same match over and over again? That's these little tiny storylines that are over in a week or two that gets both talents over. It's a really brilliant job the way they're booking that. It's a really great job, and it's something that's kind of old school, and it's a great job by AEW, again, continuing to build bigger stars. They're building an army of young stars. WWE is going to need to take their stars in a couple of years. And I'm sure they will take a couple away. But the thing is, is now you don't have money. You're not going to make more money in WWE per se. You're not going to have a better lifestyle. You're not going to have creative freedom. WWE is becoming for a place where people who are ex-athletes, that they feel like they can train to be good actors and wrestlers, and then can make them into great sports entertainers. That formula is not ever going to work because those guys consistently do not connect with the audience to build nature stars. There's no honesty there. There's no. There's not a lot of love there. Now, there's some that did and, some that, and there's some that had great careers. A lot of them had great careers that didn't give a shit about wrestling. Kevin Nash never really cared about professional wrestling all that much. He said he was in it for the money since day one. You know, so he only had good matches when he was in there with Bret Hart, right? So... <laughs> Um, but he was able to connect with the fans because he got into the aspect of being an entertainer. And if you love to entertain, that is a big part of it. But if you don't have any background on pro wrestling and Kevin Nash did, it's not like he never knew about it. So I don't know. I just think that the WWE has really devalued professional wrestlers instead of sports entertainers. And uh, we wanted to, and also don't forget, if you didn't see, if you didn't listen to our last podcast, we want to congratulate Seth Rollins. He has no longer he has no longer be he is no longer to be considered a professional wrestler. He is now a sports entertainer because he has the same formula as a Baron Corbin does. Formula is over the top, added over the top character, and try to be annoying. And it's not a lot of substance there, and it's disingenuous because Seth Rollins can tell really good stories, and he's not telling them. Sorry. Anyway, onward we go. Ricky Starks cuts a badass promo, and I like to talk about Ricky Starks real quick. You know, we we hear a lot about Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and MJF, but I think Ricky Starks, even though he wasn't there from the beginning, he's another young guy that can be a world champion. He's smooth as silk on a promo, really good in the ring, has a great look. Looks like Rock's little brother, if Rock had a little son, maybe. (laughs) And I think I'm not the first one to mention that. Uh, So he came out, could a promo on Brian Cage. Brian Cage came out, they ran everybody out. Team Taz also came to help, but they ran as well. So that's setting up a match between Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, which I would imagine Ricky Starks will win at the end of the day with that one this was a really good match Serena Deeb takes on Hikaru Shida they made a big deal it was going to be Hikaru Shida's 50th win and that pissed Serena Deeb off you can tell in her promos that she had a little bit more of an edge to her a little bit more of a heel type vibe to her and sure enough toward the end of the night there was looks like Shida was getting the upper hand for the end of the match I raked by Serena Deeb who was a baby face up to this point So after Serena raked her in the eye, she hit her with the deep tox, which is her finisher her finisher move. And she kicked out, which was good, but then she had her tap out to the, it's a half Boston crab. They call it, uh, they call it the serenity lock. So Serena gets her in a serenity lock. Sheeta taps out, does not get her 50th win. And you think that's all well and good. A little bit shady. Serena wasn't exactly her baby face self, Well, if there was any doubt, she turned heel. That doubt was quickly evaporated as after the match, Serena went out to the outside. And there was a little glass trophy there for Sheeta for her 50th win. And she beat the living shit out of Kara Shida with that trophy. Man, did she. And I'll get a pointy part to it. I wonder if she got her there. But Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida, it looks like they're going to start a decent program. This was a great match, so I'm excited about that. And I'm glad that the professor, the woman of a thousand holds, Serena Deeb turns heel. I think she's going to be much more riveting and exciting. So congratulations to her. And congratulations. That's a very big win for Serena Deeb, former NWA champ. Moving on, we had my boy. Darby Allen coming back out again. He's getting interviewed by Alex Marvez. And he said, MJF wants to wrestle him the following week. He says, I thought he'd never asked. That's great. Limo pulls up. Then a chair shot from behind. The chair shot presumably was Sean Spears. And presumably the rest of the pinnacle jumped them all. But they were all wearing masks. But they were all acting like the pinnacle. There was an F10 given by Homeboy. You could just tell it was them. There was a chair shot by Sean Spears. And the one guy in a black suit was, that was wearing a mask was clearly MJF. So that's what happened there. Darby Allin looked like he got the shit kicked out of him. So not sure if that match is going to happen next week. We're going to find out later. You would assume it will be. But I think that's just going to escalate that rivalry. This is going to be a little bit of a slow burn because the idea is can MJF push Darby Allen to break either emotionally, spiritually, anyway. Is he going to be able to break Darby Allen? That will be the challenge and at the forefront of this program. And I think it's going to be amazing. The main event, and here's what we're all talking about, folks. Hangman Adam Page was the Joker. Everyone came out. I liked how they did this. It was Royal Rumble rules. And every two minutes a guy would come out so the match could end actually beforehand. But like I said, I don't love it was a good little gimmick to throw into these, but I don't love these several wrestler ladder matches. The most I want to see in a match typically is three people anyway, or three teams, depending. That's me. That's a, that's a tasting. So for what the match was, it was cool. It was a train wreck, car wreck, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we had a great spot with Matt Hardy going to the top of the ladder, doing his old old tricks with the from a ladder on through a table with a leg drop, and I believe that was – don't. Was that on Andrade or Pac? One of the two. But there were some other really good spots there. End of the spot, though, after they announced to Adam Page, Adam Page, Hangman comes out to a roar. He was definitely the, the crowd favorite. He was even going one on one with Moxley. The crowd was firmly behind Hangman Adam Page and actually booing Moxley at times. So if there's any doubt who's more over as a baby face, Clearly, Hangman Adam Page is the guy, and he wins after slugging it out. This was what was amazing part of the match. He slugs it out with John Moxley, and Hangman wins the slugout where Moxley gets down and tries to get his feet, and then he, he was hurt so bad he collapses, and then Hangman goes up and gets it, and he will. And here comes the the, the probably maybe the final chapter of this amazing story that's been told for over for two years now. Hangman, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, at full gear for the AEW championship. They have not announced that yet, but that is what we're hoping for. That's what we're rooting for. And this has been exciting. And I almost don't want Kenny's run to end, but it has to be Hangman. I know a lot of people were saying maybe it should be Brian Danielson or CM Punk. They should not, because of these additions, they should not defer from this story that they have spent years creating for us. And so I think we might see the culmination of this story here at Full Gear, which makes me even more excited. That's going to be November 6th, so check that out. So really great episode of AEW Dynamite. Check it out. Please like and subscribe. This is Silicon Steve Valley for high spots, cheap pops. I'm going to get high right about now, if you know what I mean. Thank you so much for checking us out. Check us out for new videos every single day. Check us out here on Spotify, subscribe for us on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify, like on Spotify. Let's get some engagement going on. We're gonna be launching a website sooner than later. We're gonna have a blog. This is going to be a major deal. So we are super excited just putting things in place to get high spots and cheap pops up and running for you great wrestling fans out there. Thank you so much. This is Silicon Steve Valley, professional wrestling manager, professional wrestling commentator, marijuana and wrestling enthusiast and we'll talk to you guys later here at High Spots and Cheat Pops. We'll see you guys soon. Here and the lesson.